0: Uncommon sense advice on your work life, your personal life, and God knows what else. Welcome to How to Do Life with Dr. Marty Nemko.
1: Hi, I'm Marty Nemco. It's kind of fun to uh, do a little introspection to get to know yourself better. As Socrates originally said, know thyself. Well, here are um, five kind of fun, I think it'll be fun, uh, sets of little activities, exercises we can do together. Uh, right here on this uh, video or if you're listening on a podcast um, you might do to uh, help know yourself better The first is called the Museum of you and I'm going to start with a quote uh, from a guy of a book named the geography of bliss by Eric Wiener what if everyone had their own personal Museum one exhibit in the Museum of Lisa would figure the dusty plastic tumbler from which Lisa imbibed her first drink underneath a plaque would read this is the authentic cup in which Lisa age 10 mixed together scotch rum and gin acquired from her parents liquor cabinet another exhibit would feature the actual bright orange Pontiac Le Mans convertible she hopped a ride in to run away from home at age 15. and look over there a replica of the rehab center in Columbus Ohio that Lisa entered at age 19 next if you walk this way we enter the early Tunisian period Lisa has sobered up and joined the Peace Corps all is well but oh no what is this a picture of Lisa with a bottle of beer in each hand a cigarette dangling from the corner of her mouth we must have entered the relapse era okay we may think about our most memorable experiences but less often about our most memorable objects concrete objects those can illuminate who we were and perhaps are what would the museum of you include it may help to think of any old things you still have or that your parents are keeping for you start with the first object of emotional significance that you can recall recent research finds that most people's first recollections start in toddlerhood earlier than previously thought do your first recalled object say anything about what mattered or still matters to you for example if an early memory is of hugging a teddy bear that could foreshadow the, if that affection is primary to you if a person's early memory is of sneaking into the cookie jar after the parents said no more cookies that might hint of an incipient rebellious or even dishonest nature now move on to your school years maybe you recall a friendship note from a classmate or a AAA triptych from the family driving vacation in Niagara Falls my favorite possession was a big hi-fi speaker it was the first big thing I bought from saving up for my allowance it signified how important music was to me and still is it also presages that I'm comfortable in delaying gratification I saved up until I could afford it here are some examples from adulthood that might help evoke important items from your life. From young adulthood, maybe it's that tie-dye t-shirt, basketball uniform, your only A-plus on a paper, a picture or a love letter from your college sweetheart, your transcript, your trophy from finishing second in a road rally, a memento from your study abroad program some examples from later on your wedding ring even if you're divorced your first offer letter of employment your best performance review or your worst one which was a wake-up call a meaningful thank you letter the book you chose to reread one of my favorite possessions is the tiny toy rat that sits at the base of my computer monitor I had an actual rat that was scurrying around my attic and I told my client about it and she returned from a business trip to beijing and she brought me that toy rat i keep it not just because that was funny but and although it was (laughs) but because the client liked me enough to search that out for me on her business trip so as you look at your museum of you do you find any common threads perhaps that say something about your essence or your aspirations now think about what common things you excluded from your museum of you those pertaining to travel family work romance recreation materialistic items what does that say about you and finally do you want to assemble those items in one place the items you care about in one place an actual museum of you okay the second activity that i think is fun and uh, perhaps uh, enlightening about who you are is what i call the scale how does your life measure up imagine a scale like you know the kind that have a balance is one on each side uh, pan on each side and you put all the good that you've done in your life on one pan on one side of that scale and all the bad on the other pan on the other side of the scale which way would the scales tip and how far do your best to be honest but before you do that it might help to hear an example or see an example I guess it's here um this is a composite drawn from my clients my friends and myself I'm going to do it chronologically start with the good I was a good student compliant I guess that's good I never ran away from home I guess that's good my parents would have freaked when I graduated college I didn't take years to quote find myself I recognized I'd be more likely to do that not by seeking gurus but by starting on what seemed a reasonable path it was good that I threw myself into my career as a human resources specialist I dated but never felt marriage was wise for me and despite pressure from friends and parents never felt the urge to be a parent I think I did more good for the world than for myself by staying child free I feel I did good by joining and staying in my church choir although I'm not religious I like to think that we inspired each other as well as our parishioners I'm glad I concentrated my charity by giving my time and money to one local charity that I knew would use the money well and even though it wasn't tax deductible I feel good about having given to a person who hated college dropped out but had much potential I got her a job in my company and she's done well in my will I leave most of my money to that charity and to her so that's the the list of all the good things that this composite person has done here is the bad as a teen I was a shoplifter a frequent shoplifter looking back I'm embarrassed I used too much weed in college I wonder if it's had a long-term effect on my motivation and memory and contributed to my gaining weight which I've never been able to take off I keep forgiving my lazy sister indeed enabled her by continuing to quote lend her money and to listen to her endless excuse making after a year of frustration with a co-worker I screamed at him not only didn't it help I got a formal reprimand and there this is this composite person's hypothetical conclusion I think my scale tips well toward the good the only thing I would change is maybe donate a little more money to the choir we really could use some cool sheet music and be able to pay the accompanist so we can get someone as inspiring as I think we are I'm also going to redouble my efforts to avoid that coworker who's still there low these many years later okay now here are some questions to help you unearth your goods and bads what's your story these questions may help no need to answer all the questions in order to really think hard about them generally if it's important the answer is going to pop into mind what were the best and worst things you did as a child as a teen as a young adult as an adult what have been the best and worst things you've done at work what have been the best and worst things you've done in relationships what have been the best and worst things you've done regarding your health physical and emotional what have been the best and worst things you've done recreationally what have been the very best and worst things you've done overall so now does your scale of life tilt to the good side or the bad and how far what if anything do you want to do more of less of or differently The third of these activities that we can that we're doing together here to I tell you more about who you are to know thyself and by the way of course you can stop and rewind stop and think about each of these questions but it's not a good use of your time to have me stop after each one of these questions anyway this activity takes a different approach it invites you to self-assess in each of five areas what distracts you what triggers you what you trigger in others your habits and your blind spots we'll start with distractions everyone knows it helps to stay focused yet all of us get distracted at times and sometimes that's fine for example let's say that in the middle of working you get an idea for something to buy or to post on social media as long as you're able to get back to work after that quick diversion it's no problem it is a problem when distractions tend to send you off on a tangent from which you too often can't retrieve yourself a few examples a worrisome issue once you start thinking about for example your grandparents illness you start pondering detail after detail perhaps catastrophizing and before you know it a half hour has passed or longer another kind of distraction you just love that video game and while you tell yourself that you'll play it only during the few minute break the few minutes also too often turns to 30. or you're working on something important but something more pleasant but less important pops to to mind You promise yourself to spend just a few minutes on that before getting back to job one but again a few minutes turns to much longer so now you might want to list any distractions you want to gird yourself against now let's turn to triggers we all have triggers hot buttons maybe your boss reminds you of your bad parent or you see that blonde and it reminds you of that vicious person you used to date or someone questions your intelligence which is your sore spot of course some triggers are mild enough to not worry about but now list any triggers that risk your overreacting now let's turn to what you trigger in other people if you're being honest with yourself do you have a characteristic that too often turns people off a few examples being a know-it-all being saccharine sweet too aggressive or a broken record spouting your view on something again and again so do you have a characteristic that tends to annoy other people that you'd like to commit to changing Now let's turn to your habits most of our habits are good ones honed from years of living and that makes life easier but occasionally a habit hurts you most obvious is a substance abuse problem but there are others for example lingering too long in the morning before getting started on your day routinely buying a calorie dense food even though you tend to eat too much of it or being unduly impatient with your parent your child or your romantic partner is there a habit that you would like to change and finally let's turn to blind spots it's easy to be blind to a personal weakness after all it's more pleasant to ignore or try to rationalize it away a few examples of that unhealthy weight you might rationalize I'm not that overweight and I deserve the pleasure of eating calorific stuff or yeah I'm passive but I don't like people who are too willful or your poor work ethic there are plenty of people who are worse than me now that you're thinking about it do you see a blind spot you'd like to address so do any of the afore- foregoing uh, unearth or remind you of some things about yourself the things that distract you the uh, triggers you your trigger triggers you what uh, you trigger in other people your habits your blind spots any of them that uh, that you're motivated to try to change anyway now let's turn to uh, in a moment when i come back i'm going to take a, just a few second break here so my announcer can do her thing um I'm gonna come back and talk about another fun activity, which is inventorying what have been your life's best and worst decisions. And finally, we're gonna do what I call the half-hour autobiography. I hope you'll stay with me.
0: You're listening to How To Do Life with career and personal coach, Dr. Marty Nemco. If you'd like to work with him, email him a description of your situation, mnemco at comcast.net. That's M-N-E-M-K-O at comcast.net marty is pleased if you choose to subscribe to this podcast if you're not listening to this on simplecast just go to how 2 lifesimplecast and click on listen and subscribe
1: okay as promised now we're, we're doing a bunch of activities here to uh, together to uh, try to help understand ourselves better this one is called what have you been your life's best and worst decisions we can learn a lot about what to do next by looking at what we did before at each life stage what were your best and worst decisions and lessons learned and it may help first to uh in evoking your ideas to hear see a sample it's a composite drawn from my clients my friends and myself first regarding childhood best decision to be bookish even though it meant I had few friends it taught me to realize that I can be more self-contained and still have friends as a small yet significant part of my life the worst decision I made as a child was to not rebel against getting confirmed even at age 13 I was sentient enough to know that there were better uses of my time than going to confirmation class lesson learned question convention don't necessarily rebel but don't necessarily fall in line now best and worst decisions about teenage years best dating Michael I chose him over edgier types he was smart sweet well adjusted and attractive a wise choice my worst decision as a teenager not going to the prom because it was expensive lesson learned it's worth spending on important one-time opportunities even if you have to overpay a bit best and worst decisions regard from a young adulthood there were two best they were a tie going to Chicago State University and living with my parents not only did my parents save a fortune from what I hear of dorm life I may have been better at home that one the other best uh, in young adulthood I avoided the college's drug culture in favor of getting super involved in extracurricular activities I volunteered at the college's peer counseling center played on the field hockey team and joined the college choir lesson learned even though being overscheduled can be stressful it's really beneficial fun and a distraction from my worry wart personality worst decision I made as a young adult taking the three years to get my Masters in teaching too much was theoretical and very little has been useful yes the piece of paper got me a bump in the salary schedule but I would have been better off spending the three years on other activities and now from later adulthood best decision quitting teaching and becoming self-employed teaching was becoming just too draining and I would have hated working in some bureaucracy they move slowly and I'd have limited agency and I'd too often have to bite my tongue worst decision I've made as an adult donating to a large charity they didn't use the five thousand dollars for the purpose I specified I've since learned that such mission creep is common in large organizations reviewing those lessons learned that composite person's major takeaway might have been in his or her will to replace that organization with a smaller nonprofit that he or she feels that she could trust more so now review your list of best and worst decisions and lessons learned and as a result is there anything you want to do differently consider all aspects of your life what would you like to change about your work life your relationships your money your physical health your mental health your recreational life even the meaning of life and now the final of the activities I'd like us to do together uh, for getting to know yourself better is what I call the half hour autobiography it's helped my clients learn from their past so they can have a better present and future for each decade of your life what's one thing you're glad you did and one thing you regret if it's helpful include a lesson learned here's an example a composite drawn for my clients my friends and myself before age 10 I'm glad I snuck into the art room after school to use the materials my teacher caught me but smiled lesson learned small risks to good ends may be worth it a regret from um, birth to age 10. I criticized a kid who was less intelligent but bigger, and I got beaten up. Lesson learned, be cautious with criticism. A glad and a regret from age 10 to 20. A glad is, I said no when at a party everyone was doing Coke. Lesson learned, sometimes it's worth resisting the crowd. Regret, I didn't go to the prom because it was expensive. Lesson learned, think twice before turning down a significant one-time opportunity age 20 to 30 I'm glad I married Lou lesson learned better to choose kind than edgy regret I quit my career to have a baby lesson learned don't do something because you're quote supposed to age 30 to 40 a glad is I returned to work lesson learned my brain had been going to mush I had more to contribute and going back to work made my life better balanced a regret I went to graduate school lesson learned the opportunity cost both in money and time was too great for the benefit derived age 40 to 50 A glad is my husband and I took the time to nurture a close friendship with two couples lesson learned it's a tough world out there and so even a good husband and my girlfriends aren't enough my regret we didn't buy a home we couldn't afford one on the coast but we could elsewhere we would have been happier lesson learned don't let the tail wag the dog coastal weather and status don't trump quality of life and from age 50 plus a glad is glad I took up photography lesson learned I had more artistic talent than I thought plus it turned out to be a social vehicle I love my photography club and my regret I didn't ask my parents more questions about themselves and their childhood before they died so now review all of though your glads and your regrets and is there anything you want if only as an experiment to do more of less of something new anyway I hope all of that's going to enrich your life including preventing regrets as John Greenleaf Whittier wrote for all sad words of tongue or pen the saddest are these it might have been in any event I do thank you for watching or listening if you're listening on a podcast um but this is a uh, this podcast I thought it's a fun way to spend uh, I'm guessing it looks like about 20 minutes I do thank you for watching
0: You've been listening to How to Do Life with Dr. Marty Nemco. For comments on the show or to consult with Dr. Marty Nemco, his email address is mnemko at comcast.net. Post-production of How to Do Life by Terry Rouse. Music by Blue Dot Session. Thanks for listening.